Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use absolutely starts now. And this, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November 14th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of our two, my fellow Americans, and Liberty Roundtable Live. I don't even know how to start this broadcast today. Hard-hitting talk radio, the Constitution, God, family, country, life, liberty, property. It all matters, folks. And I say, I don't know how to start out this program today. That's true. And let me tell you why. Uh, Yesterday, the good Sheriff Richard Mack and I were discussing how free speech in America is seriously, seriously, seriously in trouble. Even patriots can't agree. And it's okay to disagree. It's okay even when patriots or liberty-loving Americans disagree. That's all fine. What's not fine is the treatment that some get from others when they don't agree, when they express an opinion that they don't like or that they don't agree with, etc. And we talked about how serious of a problem it is to the point where people are afraid to make or to wear Make America Great Again hats for uh, being afraid that they're going to get assaulted. My daughter wanted to put a Trump sticker uh, on the car she drives. I told her absolutely not. Why? Because it's too dangerous, right? We then talk about different opinions, and people say, well, (laughs) I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm sure not going to say that out loud to anybody. Somebody else says, well, I don't even believe there's a virus. I don't even believe there's the corona. Can you express that view, or is that not acceptable? In the fake news world, they discuss over what's real news, what's fake news, who's allowed to peddle what. The debates rage on and on. But if you're involved in what somebody else claims inaccurate information, misleading information, they'll literally just flat out shut you down literally on Facebook and Twitter without even blinking an eye. And their assertion is, well, you know, you can't say things that aren't true. What they're really saying is you can't say things that we disagree with. You just can't do that. We're not going to allow that to happen, right? We're not going to let you think or say those things at all. We just can't have that, right? And where do we go when it comes to that, ladies and gentlemen? Where does that lead? Well, I got an alternative set of facts, somebody says. Okay, but how far can this censorship go? And we've allowed it to go on Facebook and Twitter and some of the, you know, media new media sites and stuff for quite some time. But it's now starting to happen in our lives. Persecution occurs. In fact, in some cases, prosecution occurs. And you know what? We were discussing this, and we discovered something that, you know what? Richard Mack believes and wants to say, but does he dare? We'll talk about that coming up in a second. Richard Mack's with me. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you, Sam. It's uh, great to be with you this beautiful Saturday morning. 
Yes, indeed, my friend. So there's a couple of things to cover. I first made the poignant point yesterday on the radio that, you know what? I don't believe that President Trump can win. Not because the people didn't vote for President Trump. They did. Not because he's not uh, the better of the two candidates, because he is. But simply because we've allowed vote fraud in America to happen for 60-plus years. And you know what? When you let something happen for a certain amount of time, eventually it becomes the way it is. If you let somebody squat on your land or just go sit on your land and take over your land and live on your land, after a while it's debatable whose land it is. If you uh, take a girlfriend and live with her, or a boyfriend or whatever, and you live together for a certain amount of time, eventually they say, well, you're common law married. There's rules that apply to your, quote, union, whether you like it or agree to it or not. There are consequences of allowing things to be certain ways without a challenge for so long. And we've allowed vote fraud to go on for 50, 60 years. President Trump is right about this. And yes, the vote fraud is at more of an extreme level than we've ever seen it before. There's no doubt about that as well. And there's no doubt that the Republicans, at least in this presidential race, have been kicked out of the vote fraud allowance. When they're involved in the vote fraud, they're fine with it. But now they're mad because they're not part of the vote fraud. Now, I don't know how much of this reality President Trump knows, but I know he's fighting hard, hard, hard to, um, what do you want to call it? Make sure that we only count the legal votes and not count the illegal votes. It sounds like the most reasonable approach in the world. Count all the ones that are legitimate. Don't count the ones that somehow, whether it's intentional by fraud or or my mishap or oversight or confusion or uh, inept or whatever words you want to, okay, don't count those. They're illegal. But the whole world has pushed back on President Trump on this to the point where he's got very few allies left. And I'm not here to attack President Trump. I agree with his point. I truly agree with his point. But I don't know if you know about this. The New York Times just wrote an article yesterday that says the following. Like or dislike the New York Times, agree or disagree with them being a liberal rag. Here's what they've said. Vote challenges fizzle in court. President Trump suffered multiple legal setbacks in three states on Friday, choking off many of his last-ditch efforts to use the courts to delay or block Joe Biden's victory. Now listen, in quick succession, Mr. Trump was handed legal losses. They say defeat in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Michigan. An agency in the president's own Department of Homeland Security flatly contradicted the president when they said the election was the most secure in history and there is no evidence of vote irregularities. There's no proof that any voting systems malfunctioned. Finally, on Friday, 16 federal prosecutors went against President Trump and they have been assigned to monitor the election and they say there's no substantial fraud they even submitted their documentation as they claim it they sent an open letter if you will to attorney general william barr that there was no evidence of substantial irregularities now i think there's vote fraud all over the country i think that's a joke 
I think that's an absolute joke. But the narrative is so against us. The vote fraud is so pervasive. It's been going on for so long, Sheriff Mack. I don't think even if you could prove it in court that it would do you any good at this point. Three appellate courts already handed President Trump his head. He's already lost so many lawsuits in this scenario. He's got many more going. But I believe that as we continue to double down in the media and double down in the swamp, President Trump just becomes more and more and more and more marginalized to the point where I don't see how he can win. And I don't think the Supreme Court justices will ever give him a chance. Now, am I entitled to that opinion? Yes or no? Am I going to be slaughtered and beat up for that opinion? Absolutely. Now, do I like that? No. Will I do everything that I can to pray for President Trump? Pray for honest elections? And will I do everything that I can to bring about accountability? Without a doubt, I will. But I don't have a lot of faith because of the last 50 years of fraudulent elections. Look, President Joe, or I'm sorry, President Barack Obama literally blatantly said there's fraud in elections on both sides of the aisle. Not only did he say that, but he went on and said, hey, if you're illegal and you're voting, you're fine, you're a citizen, no problem. When the president of the United States makes claims like that, you know vote fraud is not only pervasive, it's everywhere, it's ubiquitous, and no one's going to take action really to stop it. Sad to say, that's my opinion to which I'm entitled to where we are. Sheriff, you want to respond? Yeah, Sam, that's, uh, I think that's a good analysis. I, I think that you called it pretty much straight, and that's why I'm having a problem with it, uh, because in about five hours, I'm going to be speaking. All right, let's the, get to your speech and the details of it in just a second, but here's the question. Yeah, but it's uh, it's on that issue. Yeah, I know. We'll get there. Is Am I allowed to have my opinion, though? Yes or no? Oh, well, and and am I uh, should I be beat up for my opinion? Should I be assaulted and hey, I'm down in the country and I'm destroying things and I'm going super yeah, negative and uh, should that be done to me? Yeah, it it's the same reason you told your daughter not to have a bumper sticker on. It's the same reason I don't have a a yard sign in my front yard for Trump. Uh, one was what they actually dropped one by my house. Somebody in the campaign they didn't they just left it here. I guess we weren't here and. And they left it here, and I told Don, no way are we putting that in our yard. And uh, normally I would want to, uh, but uh, no, I, I, I'm not going to. And the same reason you told your daughter that is because uh, you could get beat up, you know. And, and I look at people with a Trump flag in the back of their truck, you know, or 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 whatever they. It, it, and every time my wife and I see that. I say, Boy, those people are asking for it. Yeah, and see, that is the sad scenario that we find ourselves in. Now, we're going to get to your speech coming up today. We're going to get to what you want to say. Um, The real problem is you're hesitant to say it. And that's what really, when when we started talking about what you were thinking, and you're like, do I dare say this or whatever? We were kind of brainstorming together. I'm like, you know what? This has got concern for me all over it. There's three stories that I've got, three headlines. I want to talk about those. When we come back, I want to play a soundbite from Justice Samuel Alito on this very point. And then we're going to dig in to the example Richard Mack has. I covered mine first only because we had already talked about mine. So it led into the subject so well from yesterday's broadcast. We'll dig into it all in seconds. As you all know, 
Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, so can Sam Bushman express an opinion without getting trashed and attacked? I don't think so. All right, Justice Samuel Alito, believe it or not, went to the Federalist Society and gave a 30-minute speech. Here's a teeny part of that speech for your consideration, ladies and gentlemen. Just as the COVID restrictions have highlighted the movement toward rule by experts, litigation about those restrictions has pointed up emerging trends in the assessment of individual rights. We have never before seen restrictions as severe, extensive, and prolonged as those experienced for most of 2020. The COVID crisis has served as a sort of constitutional stress test. And in doing so, it has highlighted disturbing trends that were already present before the virus struck. In other words, your free speech rights are in jeopardy. Everybody's suing about everything. You don't dare say or do anything. We've never been locked down as hard. Our rights have never been violated as bad as they are now ever. And it's of serious concern to the Supreme Court justice. Now, that is a very interesting statement in light of what we're discussing right now. Justice Alita warns of dangers to free speech and religious liberty in a federal society address. All right. Religious liberty and free speech, he says, are among Americans' personal freedoms, potentially in peril. Why? Along Because of government overreach, because of the COVID. Then he finishes and says this. Alito warned on Thursday 
tolerance for opposing views is now, in short, supply, Alito added. So there you have it. Uh, Even the Supreme Court justice is worried about the very point that we're talking about. All right. Now, Ben Shapiro writes an article to highlight this as well, Sheriff. And Ben Shapiro's article is entitled, When Unity Means Shut the Hell Up. Ben Shapiro. When unity means shut the heck up. And he goes on to talk about Biden's, quote, pseudo acceptance speech. I say pseudo because he's not president-elect. The votes have not been tallied. We don't have certified vote tallies yet from any state. Nevertheless, even though Joe Biden promised he would not declare victory without certified third-party election results, he is, and he lied. He's moving forward, and everybody's helping him, from Republican to Democrat to the media, all the way through with few exceptions. You got Rudy Giuliani and Newt Gingrich and uh, and, and Ted Cruz kind of speaking out a little bit. But other than that cluster of people, nobody's really defending the president. There's a few people like me and Matt Staver and others that are trying to tell the truth. But the steamroller just keeps it rolling. And if you dare say anything to the contrary, you're in serious trouble. Now, here's what Dr. Fauci just said. Dr. Fauci, America has an independent spirit. But now is the time to do what you're told. Yeah, I'm silent for a second because I want to drive home that chilling point. You're talking about a thug scientist doctor that says the following to the whole nation. America has an independent spirit, but now is the time, Sheriff, to do what you're told. Well, it certainly you respond to that. It, yeah, certainly it, it's been that way for some time, Sam, and it just keeps getting worse. But also look at the violence around America that has happened uh, the past. Well, let's just let's just keep it to the Trump time period, the last four years, uh, burning and rioting and looting just to keep a speaker out of University of California at Berkeley, just to keep a a conservative speaker from appearing and speaking at that school. This is how ludicrous it's gotten, and the left could care less. They could not care less. In fact, while they've been claiming before the Trump administration that you and I are violent, uh, Mm -hmm. pretending that our statements are violent and everything else for literally decades, now when the real violence comes, they not only turn a blind eye in some cases, but they embrace it, Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, they totally embraced it. And, in fact, uh, who was the mayor uh, of one, either Portland? I think it was Portland, actually. This is a legitimate release of frustration. And just astonishing. Uh, that kind of idiocy. And, and here you and I are decrying all violence from all sides. And, and yet, what do we do? We're the you and I are the domestic terrorists, Sam. You and I are the, are labeled as domestic terrorists. Absolutely astonishing. And even though it's completely false, the mainstream yeah. press tells the lie so often in their fake news. This is why I started and said, "Who's telling fake news?" They tell their lie so often that it gets repeated and ricocheted around the global sphere. 
the blogosphere, the whatever sphere, the new media sphere, uh, yeah. the, the socialist network sphere, whatever word you want to use for this thing, um, to the point where it's literally unstoppable. Well, yeah, and then how, how many years have you and I said this? If the, if the mainstream <clears throat> media is on your side and they support you and, and uh, totally vouch for, for what you're saying and doing, even if you're Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or you've committed murder and, and rape and, and uh, all sorts of illegal uh, donations uh, and you're getting donations into the Clinton Foundation and you know and it's not just them I mean this is so on and on and on and look at all the people that Epstein had at his uh, ranch in New Mexico his sex ranch his pedophilia ranch uh, and still not, if the mainstream media backs you you can get away with anything and we said that for eight years against uh, Barack Obama and and I'm not accusing him of any of those crimes that uh, that the Clintons have committed, but I I would de- definitely accuse him of others. And the man lied, and the man is still lying. And he put out a book telling what a a hero he is now, and and uh, just talking about himself. And uh, he he literally issued really stupidly issued uh, a birth certificate that he never needed to release, and it was a complete fraud. And, oh, the media just went crazy over anybody who uh, rejected his fraudulent, stupid, and ridiculously unprofessional fraudulent uh, birth certificate. In fact, you were so dismissed for that, you were literally labeled a birther, an abuser, uh, not acquainted with the truth, kind of psychotic in the head, unstable. How dare you even consider such an idea? To the point where even Donald Trump chickened out and jettisoned the narrative. Yeah, true, and and so um, and I have never said that I know where Barack Obama was born because I don't even think he knows. <laughs> well, how would he? He was a little teeny baby there. He wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he knows. But uh, the truth of the matter is, his birth certificate was a farce, and he didn't need to release it. If you're going to just keep telling people that you were born in the U.S., then why do you have to release anything? And, and yet he he spent all this time hiring somebody uh, to do a nine-layered uh, birth certificate that didn't even match, and it was ridiculously stupid because it some somebody didn't do their homework on how to do it, and and obviously didn't have it set in the right uh, numerology chronologically. With the date on the and the number on it and the date and all that, me, totally messed up, and and so it was so easy to go after that. But no, the media, if you did that, Sam, you're a racist. If you didn't, if, if you didn't buy the the fraudulent birth certificate, and and so yeah, I mean, same thing with Trump. Trump is a racist because he said we don't want illegal aliens and murderers and and rapists and. And, and thieves and, and uh, plunders and human traffickers. We don't want them coming into America. Oh, my gosh, you're a racist then. And, and so many people are brainwashed with that, and I have kids at school that are brainwashed with that, and they'll call him a racist. And I said, show me, show me any racist comment that he ever made. <clears throat> Nobody can do it. 
and nobody can, and nobody well, they will. Even, and, they even they searched to the mainstream press uh, for President Trump saying the N-word so they could play that over and over and over. They never found the soundbite, so they couldn't play it. But I do have a soundbite of Barack Obama saying the N-word. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, there's no problem at all for that, sir. No, and, and Hillary Clinton, when she said they all looked alike. And, and, and then the host uh, went nervously laughed and goes, oh, no, no, they don't. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, no. I, yeah, I, okay, so here, that's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. The truth is being obliterated, literally burned at the altar. And anybody who stands with the truth is in trouble. And whether we debate free speech or not, truth or not, opinion or not, I think Ben Shapiro's got it right. When unity means shut the heck up. We're going to come back, tell you a couple of quick stories, and then to Richard Mack's example. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. Republicans suffered setbacks to court challenges over the presidential election in three battleground states. A federal appeals court rejected an effort to block about 9,300 mail-in ballots that arrived after Election Day in Pennsylvania. The judges noted the vast disruption and unprecedented challenges facing the nation during the COVID-19 pandemic as they upheld the three-day extension. More than 15 legal challenges have been filed in the Keystone State by either Republican surrogates or the Trump campaign as they seek to reclaim Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes. In Michigan, a judge refused to stop the certification of Detroit-area election results, rejecting claims the city had committed fraud and tainted the count with its handling of absentee ballots. In Arizona, a judge dismissed a Trump campaign lawsuit seeking the inspection of ballots in the Phoenix area. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Some military leaders are admitting that they've threw some whoppers at President Trump when it comes to military numbers. The details from Tim Berg at USA Radio Network's Phoenix Bureau. Jim Jeffrey, the United States' retiring special representative to Syria and the special envoy in the fight against ISIS, confirmed on Thursday that he and other senior administration officials routinely misled President Trump on troop levels in the Middle East. Jeffrey, speaking to Defense One, explains how he was, despite President Trump's promise to withdraw Americans from endless Middle East engagements, was able to convince the president to commit to keeping between two and 400 troops in the region to secure oil fields held by U.S. allies and other strategic positions. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, 
I'm Tim Berg. The Dow closed Friday up 399 points. The Nasdaq up 119 points. The S&P 500 up 48. You are listening to USA Radio News. So Justice Alito blatantly says there is a threat to three free speech like you wouldn't believe, and it's very dangerous. All right, Ben Shapiro writes an article, When Unity Means Shut the Heck Up. Dr. Fauci, American, America has an independent spirit, but now is the time to do what you're told. And now, believe it or not, Elon Musk <clears throat> says that he was tested for the coronavirus four times in one day. He experienced cold-like symptoms, and then he got two negative tests and two positive tests from the same machine, and he still doesn't know if he's infected or not. Something extremely bogus is going on, uh, he tweeted. (laughs) This is just crazy. But don't worry, they're going to be working on some PCR tests later. But now Norway criminalizes private criticism of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people. They've got a new law punishing people of up to a year in prison if you privately criticize the GLBT community. Right? And we've also talked about yesterday the vaccine should be tested on politicians first. If they survive, then, hey, well, let me say this right. The vaccine should be tested on politicians first. If they survive, the vaccine is safe. If they don't, the country's safe. Monica Wisniewska, is she able to say that? All right. Now, I set the stage very well now. Can you say what you believe? Can you tell your version of truth or your understanding of truth or your beliefs? Can you articulate your uh, viewpoints? Or is that going to become a relic of the past? That's really the question. That's really the issue. Whether it's can you wear a mask or not? Whether it's can you, uh, you know, have your own belief on something? Can you say something that the, 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 the quote, agreed upon world, if you will, rejects? Yes or no in America? And the answer used to be a resounding, of course you can. Now I don't think so. Because fear has replaced faith. Concern, worry has replaced hope. With that, Sheriff... Let's tell your story. Well, <clears throat> Sam, I uh, I agree with everything you've said. I mean, how, how could anybody disagree with what you've said? Because it's a historical fact, and uh, it's it's obvious. Even even the kind and gentle and magnanimous and thoroughly uh, thoroughly Democrat. Don Lemon, or Don Lemon, however you pronounce his name, on CNN, uh, bragged to uh, Cuomo, the other, uh, uh, I want to call him a disc jockey, uh, but the other uh, anchor commentator for CNN, uh, and I guess he is he Cuomo is he Governor Cuomo's brother? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and um, they and they were talking about it. Uh, how uh, Lemon has rejected anybody and everybody who is a Republican. 
and that he was proud of it and and saying that I, I'm just not I'm just not going to put up put up with them anymore. I'm not going to be their friend. I'm not going to associate with them. Uh, I'm in in fact he basically said I'm breaking up with all Republicans, whether they be family or friends or whatever. Uh, they're just too stupid. Uh, they're too brainwashed. Uh, they buy everything from the Republican platform and from Trump. And I'm just not putting up with them anymore because they're so brainwashed and such idiots. And he yeah, says, the so exact headline, to make your point, the exact headline so people understand it and can look it up themselves for evidence. Yeah. yeah. CNN's Don Lemon brags about abandoning his friends for disagreeing with him. Right. There you have it. I just thought I'd give you the headlines to, you know. And, and I'm, not, <clears throat> I'm not willing to do that uh, with my Democrat friends. Uh, and family. Uh, I have a nephew that is totally, to- in fact, uh, he even said that he didn't think you could be a Christian and vote Republican. And uh, to me, uh, that is so narrow-minded and so off. And and so I, I want to ask everybody, if you believe in Christianity, then you be, you must believe in the greatest gift that we as God's children ever received, except for life itself, is the power to choose for ourselves. And yet the Democrats do not believe in choice except for killing babies. That's the only time Democrats believe you should choose for yourself. That is correct, but you should only choose the killing the baby part, though. They don't even agree with your choice to decide whether to kill a baby. If you choose not to decide to kill a baby, you you want to be some kind of a mom or something and throw your life away is the is the articulation from these people, right? Yeah, that's that's even a a, a bigger part of the problem that we're discussing here. Absolutely astonishing that if you believe that you, that you should not, and then men. Now you're really a bigot and a racist. Now, I would be kind to Don Lemon. I have a choir teacher for my children. He's a great gentleman. He's a God-fearing man. There's no doubt about in my mind that he's a God-fearing, righteous person, okay? Now, he voted for Joe Biden, and he articulated why he voted for Joe Biden in a blog post. And although I completely disagree with his viewpoint, I have respect for the man. I mean, he lives in one of the most conservative states and one of the most conservative counties Uh, And he teaches at one of the most conservative schools you could possibly imagine. And when he spoke up and said this, I'm sure a lot of people are just going to be angry and hate-filled towards him. I completely disagree with his view, but I absolutely defend his right to say it and believe it and think it if he chooses. And he put together a pretty good argument, although I don't agree with it. I could debate it point per point. That isn't the issue. But he has every right to think what he did. He he articulated it. It was well thought out. It was well reasoned. It was uh, his opinion. Uh, to which he's entitled, and I have tremendous respect for the man, regardless if I disagree with him, and I will defend him completely in that viewpoint that he, let me say this again, that he has. It's not debatable. It's his views. He has every right to them, sir. Of course, and and he does. And uh, as long as he's not hurting anybody else, as long as any Republican or Trump supporter is not hurting anyone else, they're not getting violent. They're not hitting people or, or getting crazy. Even he leads uh, choirs all over the country singing about Christ, and about family, and about love and kindness and forgiveness and repentance and Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter yeah. and 
all the things that we hold dear. He's as true as they get, sir. I'm telling you right now. I, I've met a few people like that, too, and they're very sincere and honest, and they they do not uh, profess any type of violence to to win their side's view uh, or opinions, and and I've seen those, too. On the and other he, hand— He even politely expressed at the, at the beginning of his—, of his uh, I don't know what you call it, reasoning blog or whatever, explaining his position and why. He even said, I know that this is not popular. I know that people are going to beat me up, and I'm sad about that. And I mean, he's expressing the same attitude and viewpoint that we're expressing to a T, Sheriff. Right. Even though he's on a polar opposite side of the discussion points in many ways. Yeah. Well, not only that, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. And we, you, you alluded to it also uh, just a couple of minutes ago. Justice Alito, look what he has said. And he came out and said some very, very powerful things. And uh, on the other hand, what was that, two days ago that he made these comments before? Yes, sir, on Thursday. The, the Federalist uh, Society yeah, The Federalist Society, that's correct. Yeah. And... Now he's being blasted, and I mean really blasted from every possible angle, and and everybody on the left is just going after this guy, and he's make and now they're backing up his point that you're not allowed to say something different, and and uh, what he said was true, you know, look at his comment that he said about marriage. We believed just a few years ago, just very recently we believed that uh, marriage should be between one man and one woman. And and he says, uh, and now you'll you'll get blasted for saying that. And, and yet he did say it. He, t- he had the courage to, to tell the truth because now he's a bigot for saying that. And that's and that's again, that's the LGBTQ who who want to profess acceptance unless you agree with them. And then that goes back to Shapiro. Shut up! You know you better shut up, or you know what? When you mean shut the heck up, and then Fauci says, "Do what you're told." Right. And and Sam, to me, those are those are the scary uh, transitions that the the left is taking our country through now. But the right, by being silent about it, I mean they they mention it once in a while, but they're not really taking action to do anything about it. No, 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 they're not. Look at Fox News; they're not. Fox That's News correct. Completely backing off. Elon Musk, for example, released this tweet. He got tested four times, two negative, two positive, by this machine. Are they going to be against Elon for saying that? My brother and his wife just just had coronavirus. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. 
The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, CNN Don Lemon brags about abandoning his friends for disagreeing with him. What is this world coming to, ladies and gentlemen? I might disagree with you, but I'll defend your right to say it. The emperor has no clothes is the next headline. And there's no virus. Let me say that again. The emperor has no clothes and there's no virus. Who writes this? David Icke. All right, David Icke says that, hey, there is no virus, and he has a 45-minute video to prove it. Uh, Ed, um, uh, Ed, uh, what's his name? <laughs> wow. Um, the creature from Jekyll Island. Griffin. Edward Griff, G. Edward Griffin, sorry, I don't know why that slipped my mind, has it on his Red Pill Expo page where there's this David Icke video. David Icke says the emperor has no clothes, there is no virus, and he goes and proceeds to prove there's no virus. He is right, Sheriff. Now, people are getting sick, and we know that, but there is no provable virus. The CDC says they don't have it. They blatantly admit that. Now, I'm not saying people aren't sick, but I'm saying we don't have the viruses. We're told, and people are like, I see pictures of it all over. No, that's a generated image, a computer-generated image of, of a virus. It's not the real virus. They don't have it. The CDC blatantly admits they don't have it. Now, here's the point. Agree or disagree with that statement? Can David Icke express that kind of a view, Sheriff? I, I guess he'll maybe get away with it because the left will just ignore him or or then or crucify him for it, one or the other. But I think for the most part, he's getting ignored. And, and but but they're, even they're so, if that's off. if that's the case, though, he's getting ignored only because they know they have such control, he gets no traction. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, but if he really got traction with it or whatever, they wouldn't ignore him. They'd attack him. It right. just depends on which level it gets to. And furthermore, if he's making an allegation like that, you know what? Let's talk about the points that he's making and the science of the thing publicly and openly. In other words, here's the next question that I have related to this. Who is responsible for, for preserving the American way of life, Sheriff? We are. We meaning we the people? Yes. Oh, it's not the mainstream press and it's not the media. It's not the swamp. It's not. See, and that's really what this is coming down to. 
David Icke says, hey, there's no virus, man. The emperor has no clothes. Some people say there's no birth certificate. Some people say, hey, um, you know what? I don't want to wear a mask. Some people say, hey, Donald Trump is in trouble. And um, you know what? He's going to lose the election. And here's why I think that. But they're getting attacked and relentlessly abused for those viewpoints. Now, you're going to give a speech coming up in a few hours. Have you decided to uh, say what you want to say, sir? Yeah. Well, and how many people and how many times did it come up during the election with all the polls? I am not willing to tell the truth because I'm afraid of repercussions and attacks. The same reason why your daughter doesn't have a Trump sticker. We are afraid for their personal safety. And it's not because of those armed Second Amendment militia groups and those people who believe it in clinging to their guns and Bibles. It's not because of them. It's not because of the white supremacists going berserk and violent and crazy and extreme and killing everybody and burning no. crosses on everybody's lawns. No, sir. Sam, if there is ever a time you can point to the liars at the SPLC and the national media for trying to assail and and publicize the right-wing uh, extremists and paint them as dangerous and criminals and murderers, uh, well, this is it. Because there has been not one television stolen. There has not been one burning or one store looted or a single act of violence from anybody of all the Trump supporters that they've been saying were so scary, and they've been making a living off of that, and and yet nothing, and no story about it, even on Fox, you know, no story about how peaceful this has been, still, still propagandizing and brainwashing America that, man, you still better be careful because those militia groups are going to be out there getting you. You know, the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. And anybody who believes in the Second Amendment, they're boogeyman. They're violent. They're horrible. They still even say, even though uh, the right to keep and bear arms has has been guaranteed in just about 40 different states now, and th- that you can carry open and concealed without asking permission from government permits. And no, still hasn't happened. No violence. No violence, and and yet if you if you carry a gun when the BLM and uh, violent protesters are running through your neighborhood and you hold a gun, you get arrested. So yeah, it's everything has gone backwards, and this is that wonderful fundamental change that Barack Obama promised us, and now they're going to take it to the next level, and it is going to happen. And and uh, you know what? I told my classes. Within within a year, uh, if if the people who are now going to take over this country in Washington D.C. if they get their way, very likely I'll be going to jail or prison in a year because I'm not giving up my gun. Well, and so, the question becomes: uh, You're not giving up your guns. You also might be subject to vaccination realities. You might be forced to even have vaccinations before you can get food and. 
and electricity and, um, you know, hot water and, you know, gas or whatever you need. In other words, they're not going to literally hold you down, Sheriff, but they are going to economically force you to capitulate. That's coming. Ticketmaster, as I just mentioned yesterday, and they don't believe you can have your own views about it, buddy. Yeah. They're going to literally say if you're going to go to, and they're starting with entertainment because they know that, hey, most people just be like, well, then don't go to the game if you don't like it. Yeah, but what happens when it gets beyond that is the question. Ladies and gentlemen, who is responsible for preserving our American way of life? And I think it's we the people, but we're losing it because we're immoral. We're losing it because we're not taking these issues seriously. We're losing it because we're electing leaders that are simply dishonest criminals. And when we bring that up, then they say, no, you're lying. And they shut us down and they shadow ban us. I just had somebody tell us that we've got thousands of followers on our Twitter feeds and stuff like that. And on our Facebook feeds, we're, we're being shadow banned. When we put out a post, in many cases, it only goes to very few people, Sheriff. Yeah, well, it, it's such a scary time. You and know, then they come they, back and say, you guys are such a tiny network, you don't matter. Well, right. No wonder. Yeah, no wonder. Yeah, it, it is no wonder. And it, it's little wonder that things are going the way they are because uh, the left, well, left and right, no, that... Fear is the greatest motivator, and if they can just instill fear in everyone, they know they can control them, and that is exactly what the coronavirus uh, hype has been, and that's where we are, and it's really sad to look at all the sheep that we have in America. You know, I compare to, I'm sure I've told you before, I compare it to what if they had told us that we all need to crawl on our hands and knees to stay below the coronavirus germs. How many of us would be crawling everywhere and trying to find pads for our knees and hands so that we could uh, go to the store or go to Walmart or whatever? And see yeah, the crone the only lives three feet and above, my friends. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you got to. Yes, gotta, sir. And, 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 and here's the deal Mickey Willis, he's the director of the movie called Plandemic. The movie at um, plandemicseries.com is the uh, website for the movie. But I don't know if you know, but he was a Bernie supporter, Sheriff. Uh, and then when he started digging into this stuff about the pandemic of the coronavirus and everything else, he came back and said, hey, this is a fraud. And he was uh, absolutely praised and promoted as a great filmmaker. Uh, and, and he was a Bernie Sanders, so he was in with everybody. And then the second he decided to release and promote pandemic, now he's nothing but a crackpot, a nut, a failed filmmaker. Uh, and it goes on and on. And on. Can Mickey Willis say this? And Mickey even says right now he's a liberal, and we probably don't agree on most things. But he does know this. When it comes to pandemic, he wants to tell the truth. He, want, he knows a lie when he sees one. Yes. <laughs> and, and this is kind of my point. that we get. But can he say that? And the truth is, the Red Pill folks, uh, uh, G. Edward Griffin's crew, had him come and speak about his movie, Plandemic. We were kind to him. Uh, I interviewed him in great detail about this. Um, he... Uh, really is being abused by so many people now. It is shocking of what they've done to him. You mean actually somebody doesn't want us bowing to government. Somebody wants us to think and research and find these things out for ourselves. Yeah, this liberal named Mickey. Yeah. Astonishing. And he's a, not only is he a liberal, he's not just like a Clinton-Biden kind of moderate liberal supporter. This guy's a hardcore Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders kind of a liberal. 
Now, he might have changed and he's not as liberal now. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth either. What oh, I'm yeah. telling you is he blatantly even said on my show when we did the interview that, hey, you know what? That's where I am. That's where I stood. That's where I was. That's what I – and I was in like Flynn with everybody. I was a rock star. Great guy. And now they're just absolutely destroying his reputation. How dare he, Sheriff? And you know that's what they're saying right now. How dare you question the election results? How dare you? How dare you put a blight on the American system and seed it with mistrust? That's what they're literally doubling down and saying. How dare you make people believe or not trust the system? Never mind that the system is fraudulent. How dare you bring this to light? And then you have Ron Paul and Rand Paul and others saying telling the truth has become a revolutionary act, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a Orwell quote. Yeah, it's been modernized by Ron Paul and others though. But yeah, yep. you're right about that. And and I look at that and I go, "Okay, now what?" So Richard Max is going to give a speech in a couple of hours. Next hour we're going to break into two main topics that relate to this 1-hour setup that we've done. The setup is are you allowed to express your free speech or is Justice Alito right? Hey, free speech is under assault or is it your view that free speech is just fine don't worry or does unity mean shut the heck up as ben shapiro points out uh or are you going to follow dr fauci's view hey now's the time to do what you're told all right and so there's two stories that i want to get into next hour about this in detail because i told you my story which is about my daughter and her bumper sticker I can't let her put it on her car. It's my daughter. I'm just saying, look, it's not safe for you to do it. I'm sorry, honey. I don't want you to put that on there. And she's getting old enough to vote here pretty soon, and she was all excited about her newfound opportunity to vote and to express her view. And <laughs> and I have to say, no, honey, I, I, I don't want you to do it. And she was willing to obey. But whether you say the emperor has no clothes and there is no virus, like David Icke is saying, who is responsible for, for, for preserving the American way of life, and I agree with the good sheriff, it's us, we the people. But how do we do that when people are afraid to speak out? So two stories next hour to dig into this even more. Could Lincoln's genius help heal America? It's an article written by Chuck Norris. So we've got the Chuck Norris story and the Richard Mack story coming up. Mack first, Norris second. Norris has an idea how to try to heal America. Uh, but the way he goes about it, I'm telling you right now, half the country's going to riot, Sheriff. Yeah. Oh, boy. And your story, can you dare tell? Are you are you going to say it? Do you dare do it? We'll find out next hour in seconds. Sheriff Richard Mack with me, ladies and gentlemen. Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPUA.org. Are you allowed to join an organization like that? That wants peace for peace officers? I pray the answer is yes. God save the Republic of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, and preserve free speech. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. This is a two hour special broadcast. Is free speech 
under assault? How about freedom of religion under assault? People afraid to speak out? People afraid to share their opinions? Is it because of the right wing uh, white supremacists? Is it because of the gun-toting crazies? Is it because of the rednecks? No, no, and no, and no. Ladies and gentlemen, it's because folks like Don Lemon on the liberal side have made a clear decision. He's bragging about abandoning his friends for disagreeing with him. Okay, who's responsible for preserving the American way of life? And let me give you kind of a biblical reality of this discussion and then straight to Mac and his story. Matthew 5.25, Sheriff, King James Version, quote, agree with thine adversary quickly while you're in the way with him. Lest at any time the adversary will deliver you to the judge who will deliver thee to the officer who will then have you cast into prison. All right, and that's really where we're at. What has Ammon Bundy done wrong? He dared to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, this is public land. Wait a minute, you know what? We don't owe federal grazing rights. That's a fake news lie. Hey, wait a minute, we want to talk to the sheriff about this and work through this, and literally he got thrown in prison for two years, zero charges against him when he's done. Steve Stockman speaks up about Lois Lerner. Shut up. Go to prison. Agree with thine adversary quickly or else Satan will deliver thee to the judge, who will deliver thee to the officer, who will deliver thee to prison. That's the biblical reference. Now, Sheriff, you have an opinion about this election, and you want to bring it up, but do you dare, sir? You've got to, Sheriff. No. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've been thinking about uh, calling them and canceling. Uh, no, buddy, you got to bust out and deliver this, Sheriff. <laughs> I, what I am going to deliver is what you said earlier. How dare we uh, ask for our right to keep and bear arms? How dare we believe in religious liberty? How dare we expect our right to freedom of speech? How dare we expect and believe in being left alone? Being able to, how dare we expect that our opinions and our views are are respected and and even accepted as okay, even though we disagree? How dare we expect that? How dare we expect to be free in America? That's that's where I'm thinking about going. But I'm not going to say what I really believe. I'm not going to because it's their rally, and they asked us to be. To, they asked me to come and support Stop the Steal. And I believe that it is being stolen. No question about that. It is being stolen. But Sam, this thing's over. It's not going to happen because there's just too many uh, evil people and corrupt people who are not going to allow it to happen. And there's been a history of voter fraud in this country. A lot of it. And you can look up on the Internet the hundreds of people that have actually been charged with voter fraud. But it's never gone anywhere. It's never changed any election. Even the ones that have been arrested for voter fraud, still the people that they went after 
are in office or are not in office. The ones that they supported are in office. They were not disqualified. The votes were not disqualified. It's always been, as you have said, it wasn't enough to change the election. So here they have the, the, the voter fraud so ubiquitous, so prevalent, and who does anything about it? Not a soul. Not Barack Obama who said, both parties have monkeyed around with elections. We know that has happened. And lots of times, uh, you could see it in Lyndon Johnson, how he stuffed the ballots. And they had uh, all sorts of evidence of that. But they really didn't come up with the evidence and really expose it until after Johnson had passed away. And there were there were uh, accusations of it during Johnson's lifetime and while he was in the office. He became president of the United States because he cheated on a, on a senatorial election uh, for the United States Senate uh, back in the, I believe it was the late 40s. And, and that's how he became president of the United States. And it's kind of similar to, uh, uh, to a lot of people who have ri- uh, risen to prominence. The, uh, Janet Napolitano out here in Arizona how she became governor. Uh, she was part of a very corrupt system, uh, and how she uh, that corrupt system uh, made her governor of Arizona. Uh, just totally astonishing. All right, uh, you ready for this? Yeah. Facebook just bans Stop the Steel Group. Of course. So now they're shut down, right? And now that's why everybody's saying go to MeWe and something else. Uh, They want to boycott Facebook. And I'm telling everybody, boycott Facebook and Twitter. Stop supporting these evil organizations run by evil people who only let you talk if you're promoting the left. And and right now, look at this. While, While we've been here talking, this was not up on MSN when we started the show an hour ago. But now this is up. Virginia College Dean calls Biden voters ignorant, anti-Christian in Facebook post. Can he so, do that? Uh, uh, he'll, he'll be fine, yeah, because he's from Virginia and, and he's a dean and, and he's leftist. And you know what? How many other people have said that? Whoopi Goldberg? Don Lemon, he won't have friends that are so ignorant, you know. And, but they can uh, say whatever they want to, Sheriff. Yeah, they're going to be just, heroes. They're it's heroes. Just you and I that can't. Let me give you another example. President Trump has always said some pretty negative things, and he's taken a beating for it. And I, I stand against President Trump when he assaults people that way. Um, but Joe Biden does the same thing. Hillary Clinton did the same thing. Remember the deplorable comment? Everybody that doesn't back Hillary is a deplorable. You're not black, man. Hey, unless you uh, support unless Biden, you you're not really us. black, eh? Yeah. Unless okay. you agree with and us. And it goes on and on. He called the uh, Trump supporters and the Trump rally folks ugly. Hey, uh, not all those ugly supporters over there. The Trump derangement syndrome seems to be both directions, though, Sheriff. And, w- and w- <laughs> No kidding. And why does Biden get to, to say not even the stuff that he that he, he do, doesn't make uh, any sense or has any logic behind it when he forgets things. 
they don't go after him on that, but on this on this other stuff that he actually says, I mean, he has said some uh, crazy, crazy things, and well, it just you know because one, and I think we need to bring this up, the uh, Trump derangement syndrome and the hate that the left has promoted in this country has really taken hold. And and that's another thing I'm sorry to say that I've seen at school. And and I do I do the Martin Luther King quote all the time, Sam. Hate will never get rid of hate. Only love can do that. That is correct. And that's and that's I'm telling you, that gets to the kids because they all really believe in Martin Luther King. And and I'm telling you, there it, it it doesn't even matter what Martin Luther King says now to the left. It does not matter because they will only go with the hate narrative and the anti-Trump narrative and the anti-American narrative. And so, yeah, that's why right now, if the press were really even close to trying to be honest, they would be really going after SPLC and other hate group watchers and saying, you know what, you guys, there's no violence. And what would the left have been doing? had Trump won the election on November 4th, it, it it would be unbearable. It would be still going on, and it would be going on until next year. Uh, it, it, this is just absolute astonishing hypocrisy and lunacy. All right, so Trump derangement syndrome goes both ways. In election corruption. Now, let me explain. Is there election corruption? Without a doubt, there is. But we've been capitulating to it for 60 years. When the Bush situation and all the different choices, um, there's been election corruption all the time. Barack knows it and has admitted it. Others know it and have admitted it. Uh, When I first started in the news business back 25 years ago, we started with some stories. And one of them I remember, I'll never forget it. It was like people were... um, Democrats were driving vans around and finding homeless people and offering them a beer if they'd vote. And they got caught doing this literally 25 years ago. So we know that vote fraud goes on and has gone on forever. Here's the question, though. Some of the Trump derangement syndrome people are saying, oh, we're never Trumpers. And they're so doubled down on never Trumper that they've now called it Trump derangement syndrome. Those who want to get violent against Trump supporters. That's one side of the equation. And it's extreme. There's no doubt about that. But the other side of the question is the Trump alwaysers. Is that a word? Yeah. Anyway, the Trump, the folks that are so Trump that if we lose Trump in the White House, it's going to ruin the whole nation. The end of the world is going to be here if Donnie's not there. And I don't agree with that view either, ladies and gentlemen. But when it comes to the election results, are we hanging on to President Trump as if, by golly, you know what? we got to have Trump always, no matter what, regardless. And what will it do to the country if we maintain that extreme? Let's talk about it. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. 
Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. I'm going to ask the question straight out, even I know there's vote fraud, ladies and gentlemen. There's vote fraud everywhere. But we've allowed it to go on for 60 years, and it's basically an accepted practice in modern politics today. Vote fraud has become the mother's milk of politics, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm going to ask this blatant question, Sheriff. Are vote fraud claims doing more harm to the country? In other words, uh, whether there's vote fraud or not, whether it would rise to the level of overturning the election or not, whether the courts will allow it or not, whether the delegates at the Electoral College will allow it or not, whether states certify fraudulent numbers or not. Um, at some point when you say, um, stop the steal, and at some point, it, it, when are you doing more harm to the country? This is kind of the question. When are you doing more harm to the country to keep insisting that we get to the bottom of it? When I'm of the opinion that you never will. Why? Because we've allowed the swamp to get so murky and so deep, you'll never prove vote fraud to the level of overturning the election at this point. All right. And so when are you doing more harm to the country by hanging on to vote fraud assertions, discussions, claims, whatever word you want to use? You could say facts even. Um, when is holding on to vote fraud fact and not letting it go? doing more harm to the country. Can I ask that kind of a question? I hope so, and I I think it's a legitimate question, but I don't think the answer can be anything except we need to know the truth and make the best of it, just as Patrick Henry said. I'm willing to know the truth, but if if you can't be told the truth anymore, if you can't expose criminal corruption in government, then... Where are we? We're being enslaved. We're being misled. We're being uh, hoodwinked into believing stuff that is an absolute lie. We're accepting people who should not be in office, who had no business winning, but uh, uh, but by the stratagem of evil people. Right, but so, no, I will never accept that kind of criminality. But I want to I want to say this though. 
When are vote fraud facts doing more harm to the country by not letting them go? Never. You think? Well, exposing crime uh, is not always fun, and it's not always pleasant, but you still have to do it. Otherwise, we're being... being... I get it, but you got to pick your battles, okay? So is it worth Trump hanging on to this, continuing to claim vote fraud, dragging everything to the court, spending tons of taxpayer dollars drilling into this? He's just going to be railroaded out and look more and more and more foolish as he goes, even though the facts are on his side. Uh, When do you pick your battles? What battles should you pick? When should you uh, let something go for the good of the country? Is it better? I'll give you an example. When I was a little kid, I would argue points. I've been naturally somebody who who loves a good discussion, a good debate. I'm not afraid to dig in. Uh, I'm also uh, not afraid to admit when I'm wrong either. Okay, but here's the thing: my my mother would pull me aside and she'd say, "Sam, you don't want to lose the spirit. Is it better to be right and lose the spirit, or right and angry, or would it be better just to let it go?" I understand that point, and it's a fair question for the country to ask. It is. And and I and I'm ready to tell Trump that uh, the the evil behind all of this is not going to let you win. Not only that, but look at the country. What's going to happen if now, after after Biden has been announced the winner, and he is uh, holding on to very strongly, grabbing uh, very selfishly, the mantra of President Elect. And then now they find out and that you won. Which and I'm going to tell him. I would tell him or anybody. And I would consider this myself. It's it's the reason why I'm having a hard time with going to that rally today and speaking uh, because of the same thing. I would tell him, look at the violence and the people are going that are the, the destruction to America that's going to happen if that happens. It would have been bad if he had won on November fourth. But it's going to be horrendous. There's going to be an upheaval of, of upheaval of violence that this country has never seen, except maybe since 1860. And 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 he, that's something that he has to look at. But I'm not ever going to say that we shouldn't tell the truth and expose the lies. And but here's the, the point: we already lies. have told the truth. We've already exposed the lies. Yeah. And it's not going to go anywhere. And it's not going to go anywhere. So now, when do you let it go? Do you let it go like the birther question and just it's, say, hey, yeah. now it doesn't matter? It's about that time. It's about that time for Trump. It really is. Now, don't get me wrong. I think he's been wronged. Oh, yeah. Don't he get totally me wrong. Has. That's why I write my, my question that I'm trying to craft word-wise. It's hard to know how to word something like this. When are vote fraud facts doing more harm to the country by not letting them go? Well, exposing them is one thing, not letting them go is another. And That's I right. mean, because you can just hold on to this and keep, you know, asking for money. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm tired of the emails asking me for money. I am so tired of them. And they they come from. Well, we're so uh, close for, to having Trump overturn this thing. Don't you know, Q says Donald Trump's got a, a Trump card in his back pocket there, Sheriff. Well, and, and uh, one of the shows I did recently. Uh, the the guy says, I am not willing to give up on this. This is about my children. This is about our our the survival of America. This, you know what? All right, but I got a question. 
Are we I'm gonna... not going to give up either, but I'm giving up on this particular battle. Yeah, so we're never giving up. But the question is, when do you let a skirmish go? When do you back away from a fight? Yeah, I mean, with a greater been... with a greater political capital agenda in mind. And let me give you George Washington, one of the greatest generals ever known to man. He yeah. lost way more fights than he won. Oh yeah, and he literally backed away, backed away, backed away. The the British would have him cornered. Have him, you know, pushed up against a river. They would party in women eyes and whatever they'd do, drink and party, and they'd go to sleep. Next thing you know, they'd wake up and the good general would be gone. And what he did was he used General John Glover's Marblehead Regiment to escape in the middle of the night. And they thought it would not even be possible. And these people had got on their side. Okay, so when do we capitulate a specific skirmish and say, okay, we lost that one, to preserve ourselves and have enough political capital for another day to really fight the fight? Is it more important than no? But um, you're asking two different things. Yeah. You're asking, should I, sh- should I know when to back away to fight another day? That's different than saying... I'm going I'm not going to expose any more evil. I'm not going to expose all the crimes. I'm not going to do I'm not going to stand anymore because I'm going to lose this battle. No, I'm going to continue to expose the truth. I'm not going yes, to back but, away from But we this. might back away from this vote fraud battle and say, "Okay, you know what? Uh, Biden's president now. Fine. Now let's use all of Biden's actions towards communism and socialism to right. highlight the problems that we knew would come and right. highlight what we can do to resolve those problems. Would we do better by doing that?" than we would by hanging on to vote fraud claims. Vote right. fraud, even if they're facts, do I hang on to those and just stand against that river and just get pummeled? Or do I let the British go to sleep and escape and then fight on another front going forward? We're never talking about completely giving up. Right, which I'll never do. And and I and I'm, appreciate you pointing that out because I want to make sure nobody thinks that's what I mean. I don't mean give up by any right. means. I don't mean get out of the fight and just let them have their evil way with us. I don't mean that one bit, but I do mean, hey, I don't know that hanging out of vote fraud claims right now is going to help President Trump. I'll tell you what would help President Trump the most, to confirm the allegations right now that, hey, are you starting a media service? Are you really going to give Fox a run for their money and, and stand for the conservative line and tell the truth? Or in a year, are you just going to go away and run your businesses and possibly go to jail? Or are you going to, um, you know, what will your media service look like if you launch it, President Trump? Will it just be the Fox of old? Or will it really be a new media taking center stage honest true reality discussion about what's going on in America. See, in my opinion, President Trump could probably do more outside in the media with his money than he could do from inside the system, Sheriff. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that's a valid point, and I've brought it up before myself, Sam. There's, there's no question. Is there a time where he needs to back away from this? I totally believe there's horrendous uh, vote fraud. We know it is. That's the reason the Democrats had all this planned and all the changes because of the coronavirus. We know the Democrats have played so much political subterfuge on the coronavirus regulations, mandates, and orders. We know they've done it. The question is, how do we best fight it, and are we going to win every battle uh, against it? Obviously, we've lost a lot, and we're still losing big time so yeah yeah i think you make an excellent point when should trump back away from vote fraud facts when should he capitulate to biden should he ever or should he just pull a hillary clinton and still say she should be president 
Yeah. See, she's never going to capitulate. Should Should Trump do that, or should he back away and go, all right, fine? I would submit the time we do that is when the Electric College makes it final. Until then, we should do everything that we can to tell the truth. Am I allowed to say that? Chuck Norris speaks up. We'll talk about it coming up. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. More orders to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus have been ordered in Oregon and New Mexico. It's the most aggressive response yet to the latest wave of COVID-19 infections that are shattering records across the country. Governor Michelle Lamont Grisham of New Mexico imposed a two-week stay-at-home order. Meanwhile, in Oregon, Governor Kate Brown ordered a two-week freeze starting Wednesday, under which all businesses will be required to close their doors to the public and mandate work from home to the greatest extent possible. Most Oregon stores will remain open while gyms, museums, pools, movie theaters, and zoos will be forced to close. Restaurants and bars will be limited to takeout. Social gatherings will be restricted to six people. Wall Street closed on a high note Friday. The Dow closed up 399 points. The Nasdaq up 119 points. The S&P 500 up 48. This is USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. A hand counting of ballots began Friday in Georgia. The hand tally of the presidential race stems from an audit required by a new state law there. The law requires that one race be audited to check that new election machines counted the ballots accurately, not because of any suspected problems with the results. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger chose to audit the presidential race and said the tight margin meant a full hand count was necessary. Democrat Joe Biden leads Republican President Donald Trump by roughly 14,000 votes in the Peach State. U.S. health officials are emphasizing recent research that a mask protects the person who wears it. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had advised people to wear masks because of evidence that it stops people who are infected with the coronavirus, whether they know it or not, from spreading it to others. But this week, the agency posted a new scientific brief that discusses recent studies finding that a wearer gets some protection. They continue to advise Americans to wear masks to stop the virus from spreading. You are listening to USA Radio News. It's extremely hard to write headlines on the fly while you're on the radio, ladies and gentlemen, but I think I got the headline that I want for this one. You ready? Here's the question, Sheriff. 
When should President Trump back away from vote fraud reality and capitulate? Isn't that the question? That's it. And I would say the answer is when the uh, constitutional requirements have been fulfilled. Let the liberals rage and say whatever they want to in their dishonesty and immorality. But we have a duty as Americans to uphold the supreme law of the land, which is each state has to certify results. Let them certify their fraud. Let the electoral college have their say. In other words, let the process finalize. And we should stand up to expose corruption and fraud until that very day. Once they've literally, uh, in my opinion, embraced fraud to the point of certification via third-party certification, uh, once they've committed their fraud to quote the record books, so to speak, uh, once they've doubled down on their fraud and perjured themselves, all who know about it and all who participated in it, etc., once the electric college has their say, then it's time to let it go. Until then, I submit that it's not time to let it go. But it is time to realize the deck is stacked against us, and if we want to see something done, maybe we can pull out a victory. Maybe God can change the game. Kurt Crosby yesterday has a point. Uh, I, I'm fearful that we won't. I would like Americans to stand up, but President Trump right now is calling folks in the stop to the steel groups to make a difference. We should do our very best uh, until it's in the book. Sheriff, what do you think of that answer? Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good conclusion. I think that's a way to draw it all together. I mean, I compare it also to somebody who is uh, illegally uh, in prison. Uh, how many times are you going to try to escape? Even though you're innocent and you shouldn't be there, how many times you, you're ever going to give up trying to escape? Well, it's ridiculous to, to think that you can keep trying. Uh, and, and that's really what we're talking about here. How can we escape uh, the the hold that we that we are under on freedom and and righteousness in this country? What can we do that will help? And what can we do to also uh, do the, the do the right thing? So we stand up for liberty. We uh, expose vote fraud as long as we can. Once it's in the record books, we turn to other things, and we ought to turn to the media. That's one of my points yesterday that I made, too. The new media has got to take center stage. We've got to educate, educate, educate. Uh, we also need to turn to God and repent. We need to teach others to do the same. You know what? Preaching the word of God can do more for the salvation of people, for the safety and liberty of people than the sword can do, ladies and gentlemen. So when should President Trump back away from vote fraud reality and capitulate when all remedies are resolved, right? Okay, so that's the answer to that. That's what we must do in the meantime. Now, Chuck Norris wrote a column in World Net Daily that I really think is relevant here, but I think half the nation is going to riot when I bring it up. Here it is. Could Lincoln's genius help heal America, asks Chuck Norris. WND.com is where you get it. Can he ask that question, Sheriff? Is he allowed to do that? Well, yeah, but what did he say? What did he say about Lincoln? All right, here's what he says. A radical solution to healing our divided country. Chuck Norris notes, desperate times, calls for desperate measures and clever strategies. 2020 will go down as one of the craziest years in American history. 
And chief among wacko will be this presidential race and election, he writes. Despite whose side you land on, you can't deny the ginormous polarizations and divisions across our country. With roughly 70 million votes for each Donald Trump and Joe Biden, with their extremely diverse views and plans for America, the chasm is clear. I'm not a pessimist, Chuck Norris says. I'm an optimist and a fighter to the very end. But like many of you, I'm also a pragmatist who can read the tea leaves of a brewing storm. Unfortunately, America's cold civil war only needs a spark to fan it into fury. I know what a miracle is needed in that time is now. Without a, quote, serendipitous plan to bring polarizing sides together, any future president is going to deal with colossal pending riots or impending riots, lawlessness, and other civil unrest. I believe we can learn lots about our incipient civil war by the real civil war. And its leader of leaders may show us the way forward. Despite being Republican, Abraham Lincoln is for the most part a hero to both sides of the political aisle. There's a reason he gained that type of rapport and reputation. And it didn't have to do with only freeing slaves. He brought together opposing leaders from both sides of the political aisle. Lincoln led America forward during one of the most divided time in our history with rivals as at his side. And the strategies he deployed with them might serve as the wisdom and the tools that our country needs today. A team of rivals would be the boldest move, like it was for Lincoln, but it might just work. And it might avert a greater national collision. Newt Gingrich spoke about the idea as a presidential candidate a decade ago. I think Abraham Lincoln was very wise, as was captured in a book called Team of Rivals. And actually developing literally everybody who was his opponent ended up in his presidential cabinet somewhere. Because he needed all of them enabled in order to put together the political power during the crisis that they faced. So his point is, hey, maybe we create a cabinet of political rivals. Maybe we create a cabinet of people from all, and we work with them, and uh, maybe you keep your enemies, uh, what do you, you you say you keep your friends close and your enemies even closer? Uh, yeah. This is the idea and the strategy Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris points to about Abraham Lincoln relating to this election right now, Sheriff. So would you fight it tooth and nail forever, or would you come back and try to strategically say, how can we build bridges? How can we um, bring healing? How can we set aside differences? How can we come together for the good of the country? Okay, is that a fair point by Chuck Norris bringing up Lincoln? Now, the South is just going to rage and say, oh, no, Lincoln's an evil, hate Lincoln, and, you know, da 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 But in the end, though, does, does Lincoln have a valuable strategy that makes some sense? That is one thing that Lincoln was known for, um, yes, and, and I agree with it. But Biden will reach out to Republicans 
but only those who were never Trumpers. He'll reach out to Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney has already announced that he would not serve in uh, Biden's cabinet. I want to ask him, why wouldn't you? You know, and not only that, Sam, would you work for Biden in his cabinet? I would. Yes, I, I would, sir. I and would, too. And I'll tell you why I would. Because I don't believe that I'm really working for Biden. I get that he's the boss or whatever. I, I right. would look at myself as working for the country. Exactly. And that's why I would do it, Sheriff. But he's never going to do that for you or, or, or even anybody like us. He's not going to pick Rand Paul or Ron Paul to be in the cabinet. He's only going to pick Elizabeth Warren and uh, Amy Gobachar and 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 I'm positive that. Uh, but every pick Buddy that we could get, on there. every pick that we could get that might be a little bit better than those guys, though, of course, might be an offer. Even yeah. one person. Let me give you an example to make the point. We mentioned President, or I should say, Ezra Taft Benson, Secretary of Agriculture in the Eisenhower administration. And he went and served in Washington with all these, you know, you know, bad guys around him. He was right in the swamp, and he spoke out about the swamp very boldly, many, 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 many times. He even led Gorbachev around uh, our country, and he told uh, Eisenhower that he didn't want to do it. He didn't think he should be here in the first place. Da 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 da. But he was willing to do it, and uh, I think he made a tremendous difference while he was there, regardless. And so, you know what? We might not get everybody that we want. Romney, for example, he might pick up and put in the cabinet, although Romney says no right now. And Romney's, Romney certainly isn't my friend. And I don't agree with Romney on much. But you know what? I would say that Romney might be better than a lot of people that we would be contemplating. How can we, at this point, say let's not have the Ocasio-Cortez, the Maxine Waters, and some of these extreme people? How can we have the Romneys and other people that may be Democrats that may be uh, less vile, less hostile, less hate-filled, less... And would that be a gain if we got those people? And so, you know what? I believe that um, can Lincoln's genius help heal America, Chuck Norris? Um, and here's what he says. This is the part that I want to kind of focus on. Desperate times call for desperate measures and clever strategies. You are listening to the one and only Think Tank known as Liberty Roundtable Live. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Mechagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheepherder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we need strategy. We need stratagem, ladies and gentlemen. Sources claim that Trump will start a media company. Many say it's direct Fox News. Could Lincoln's genius help heal America? Desperate measures. Desperate times. Clever strategies. That's the point Chuck Norris is making. And I think he's right about all this. And so I'm just asking, when should Trump capitulate? Uh, what, What should we do? How should we, when should we fight another battle? How should we go about this? What ought we do? And getting the right people in place in different spots. Maybe we, you know what, sit down and say, all right, we lost this election. But maybe come back in 2022. In two years, can't we replace a third of the House, Sheriff? I'm sorry, the whole House and a third of the Senate? Yeah, absolutely. And and look at the w- wonderful uh, thing that happened in the in the House of Representatives. The the Republicans are going to come really close to taking it over. They they've made huge gains. Nancy Pelosi's taken a lot of heat for it. These uh 15 women uh newcomers to the House are all Republican women. And yet that used to be owned by what? The Democrats, we will put the women in. We will and yet they have failed miserably in that regard. So do we take that, Sam, and expose, let the Democrats <clears throat> have enough rope to hang themselves with politically because they're going to expose their horrible agenda and the destruction of America? Yes, I think we can come back from it. It's not like it's not like they're going to destroy it to the extent that we can't. America has always survived. We survived Barack Obama. Uh, we survived FDR. Uh, we survived uh, a civil war, uh, and we will do it again. And I think it is exactly spot on what Chuck Norris said. I agree, that's, and that's, that's why that's why I'm bringing this up. Even though, hey, those who don't like Lincoln are going to riot about it. But listen, <clears throat> let me say this again: in two short years, can we replace the complete House and one third of the Senate? And the answer is, if Americans got livid enough, absolutely we could. So, you know what? Let Joe Biden turn it over to Harris. Let all these things happen. Let the gloves come off. Let the socialists show their true colors. But look, what would happen in the next two years if we decide to replace the whole House and a third of the Senate? And what if Trump has a media company that really tells the truth? Now, let me say to the folks that are always Trumpers, if Trump is so valuable in the, as the president with his hands tied, with everybody against him. The, 
the swamp, the Democrats, even as even as supposed friendlies of the Republican side of things, right? right? How much more valuable will Trump be if he can literally take on the mainstream press? And if he takes on the mainstream press and exposes their fraud and everything else, I think you should go away gracefully and say, you know what, you guys have released me. I would have loved four more years in office, but by golly, now it's time for me to really hold you thugs to account. I, You know what? My hands were tied as president of the United States. There was things that, you know, I know you guys think I just say anything I want to, but I held my tongue quite a bit. You watch. I'm going to start a media company, and I'm going to expose you people like you've never seen before. You hook up with folks like Sam Bushman, Ben Swan, uh, and I can go on and on and on and on of the different people that you could team up with President Trump and you could absolutely lay siege. I don't mean literally militarily. I'm talking about in the media and with honesty. Okay, so this isn't a violent siege, folks. Don't don't even get all confused on this. But And we could literally lay siege to their dishonesty in every single turn. And I honestly think more could get done by doing that than by hanging on to vote fraud claims. And people can attack me and abuse me all they choose, but I've got the guts to say it, ladies and gentlemen. I think that Donald Trump needs to let go, not because he's wrong, not because there's not fraud, not because, but because you can do more with outside the system to blow it up and explain the truth to the American people in the media. I've always told you, he who owns the media makes the rules. And I've told you the new media is taking center stage. Until we educate the public, look, we could... As you mentioned, I think yesterday on the show, Sheriff, we could tomorrow um, give people all their freedom back and they just throw it away. They don't have enough education to maintain it or keep it or, or even know what they're missing or desiring. Okay, And so we have got a lot of work to do. And you know what? I don't believe President Trump in the White House is going to do it. Let him get in the media. Let him take out the gloves. And let's see, does he partner with Swamp Monsters? Or does he partner with folks like Sam Bushman and Ben Swan and Sheriff Mack? And I could go right on down the list, David A. Clark Jr., and many, many more. What if we all doubled down in the media and worked together with funding? I believe we could do a gazillion times more good. And those who want to abuse me for saying such can, but I think as Chuck Norris wisely mentioned about Lincoln's brilliance, agree or disagree with Lincoln on every front you want to, but ladies and gentlemen, when should President Trump back away from vote fraud reality and capitulate. And uh, you know what? Desperate times call for desperate measures and, and this is the point, clever strategies. Amen. I'm telling you right now, that's what we need to spend our time doing. What if we could get real funding for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association and uh, the uh, Gun Owners of America and 50,000 like-minded organizations with a friendly media source, Sheriff? What could happen? In the next two years, I don't believe people have any idea what could really happen, but I'm telling you right now, it could be glorious. Yeah, look at the miracles that uh, CSPOA has performed and been a part of. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say we created them because miracles come from God, but we were certainly working towards all that. And then God blessed us with these miracles. And, and I'm telling you, if we were funded, I think we would be uh, all laughing at Washington, D.C., saying, you guys act like you matter in our lives. You're completely irrelevant, and uh, just stay out of here and leave us alone. Because if you don't, well, we'll have the sheriff take care of you. And uh, th- that's it. And and we're back to right where we started as CSPOA and saying we should make corrupt Washington, D.C. irrelevant in our lives. And we can because we're erecting the barriers. 
just like the name of our conference was in 2013, when Sheriff David A. Clark was the CSPUA Sheriff of the Year. So this all is fitting into the narrative of taking back our country one county at a time. But I got a question. Am I really even allowed to say this, Sheriff? Just think of what I've said Too on the radio and how beat I'm going to be. I'm going to be beat up from everybody from every quarter on the planet, buddy. No, nah, no, nah, you're not going to get it that bad. You're, you're going to get uh, people to disagree with you from both sides. But how could the left disagree with you? You're, you're siding with them a little bit. Okay. You say, hey, you know what? We're, okay, we're going we're gonna to back off and let you take over. You want to take over? You wanted to take over? You wanted in to fact, change America? I, in fact, there I would encourage most of the Republicans who got elected and most of the Republicans in Congress just quit. Just say, I'm out. Why don't y'all get, go ahead and put a Democrat in there? Let's just let the Democrats run the whole shooting match, baby. And in two years, let's see if you want Republicans back. And, and Sam, let's go back to my prediction. I was, I was totally wrong because I said the Democrats would, would take more even in the House. And they're going to maintain power in the House. But they're, they had a huge loss. I did say that they were going to take over the Senate, and it looks like that is better than a 50-50 proposition. If they lose one Senate seat in Georgia, that puts them at a tie, and that puts Kamala Harris as president of the Senate to d- decide any uh, tie vote. And, and so uh, that looks like it has a, a good chance of winning. They are going to take over the House and— uh, I'm sure that they're going to do everything they, that they said they were going to do to stack the court. Because the court could could be a huge block to them. But I don't believe this court is, has the guts to to block them. And I don't well, think Would we have will. a greater chance to overturn Roe versus Wade if Biden was in there or if President Trump was in there? And you would say, well, by golly, Trump, you know. Oh, yeah. But maybe if Biden goes just ham hog on murder, then Americans will start to wake up enough to, hey— so you could say, Sam, you're giving up, but my response is, no, it's stratagem. Let them walk into the trap. Let them hang themselves, virtually speaking, and let Americans see what they really believe in and what they'd really do. When they make it to where you can only take showers for two minutes, not seven, like a normal person, um, then you know what? You'll start to go, wait a minute, hold on. I, I'm for taking care of the earth, but I'm not for no hot water. And when they start to just shut down everything and you don't have any power to run your Internet, uh, when they start having the cities just run around in riots and all the police are abolished, let them. Let's see what happens. Because you know what, folks? You really have no other choice. You're just going to go down slowly. <laughs> or you're going to let Americans see what these people are all about. I've got to have Trump participate in the media with us. But would he really help us? Would he really fund us in the media? Would he really launch a media company and, and, and carry our content, Sheriff? Or would he just create another Fox News light? I don't know. That's a good question. I think I think he would. I think he would do the latter. I think he would. He would try to find just another replacement for Fox, and then hire Hannity and and Tucker Carlson, maybe one or two others, away from Fox and start his own. But that would be that would be interesting to see. I would uh, I would volunteer to be part of it. <laughs> How about you? Would you join him on, on if he just did something like that? Would I join President Trump? Yeah. Depends on how you mean join him. Would I let him control my talk show? Never. Would I let him carry my talk show and be partners and, and help him all I could? Absolutely. Oh, no, no. So. He wants to hire you away from what you're doing and put you on his new network. Yes. As long as it. you got to control the 
I would do it, and it's not about the money. And I wouldn't even have to 100% control the content. I, again, I would capitulate a little bit and maybe not bring up a few things that I'm known for. I'd, I'd hesitate uh, on a few things. Not that I want to be controlled, but that I'm willing to see if I couldn't make a bigger difference. Now, if it got to the point where it was egregious and I couldn't talk about God or I couldn't really express my views, then I'd quit. And it wouldn't be about the money. I don't care if I get a million dollars or five bucks. I don't care. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, but these questions are serious, lofty questions. Who on the radio and who in the world right now is having open, candid, real discussions like we are, Sheriff? I'm not saying there's nobody, but there sure is not very many. Well, whatever network uh, Chuck Norris put his view on. It's uh, WND.com, WorldNet Daily. Yeah, that one's that one's been there. Um, who else? Uh, I think Breitbart's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, and uh, is it Newsmax? They do some. Yeah, except the owner of Newsmax, Chris Reddy, put a, a million dollars into the Hillary Clinton campaign. So there you go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Other than that, you know. Well, <laughs> now, he has every right to do that. Don't misunderstand me, ladies well, yeah, and gentlemen. But, but we also have every right to tell you about it. Right. Uh, like, anyway, this is serious. This, these are weighty matters, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not here to attack anyone, regardless of their views. I am here to try to get people to think a little bit more strategic, though, and not just think that the world is ending now and that we've got to riot in the streets or we've got to somehow just tie up the courts forever or we've got to. Why don't we just think stratagem? Why don't we think a little differently and say, hey, if we in America expose what these extreme socialists want to do, you let Ocasio-Cortez and Kamala Harris just have their way with the country for a little bit. And pretty soon you'll be going, Republicans, please. Conservatives, constitutionalists, whatever you want to say, please. We've got to preserve the republic. And I would say amen. And I think you could literally replace one-third of the Senate in 2022, and you could replace the complete House. If we had a mind to in America, could we do that, Sheriff? It's possible, right? Well, let's go uh, replace half the House and the next half the next time. Well, I thought they were uh, every two years. They are. Two years from now, we replace half. Two years after that, we replace the other half. Can't you replace them all? Let's try it. All I'm saying is, so you got to wonder, ladies and gentlemen, if they're elected every two years, don't they have to, can't we replace every single one of them? Yeah, we can. And a third of the Senate? In four years, you could get rid of two-thirds of the Senate and the complete House, right? Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, sounds like a long shot, huh? Is it a long shot that President Trump's going to stay president? God save the republic.